Brodo family, let me talk to you real quick. I know you want fantasy championships. It is June, and you are already dreaming about fantasy championships. Do you know why I know this? Because I am too. And I want to bring you fantasy championships, and so do my brothers. And that's why we created the Brodo Fantasy app. Everything you need to win a championship is on this app. And it's dope on top of it. You got player cards, exclusive player cards that gives you all the measurables and every single stat you need fantasy-wise for a player. You, you want more stats? We got a stats page with advanced statistics. We have comps, specs, tool-making devices, rankings, news, all the coaching uh, you need. Contracts, which came in handy with a Twitter argument that I had with someone today, that contract information. Articles, podcasts. New writers joining the squad. We are really excited about it. All available on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. It is available everywhere. Go download it. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Yes, we are back, baby. It is mock draft time, or the best time of the year, our first mock draft in the post-NFL draft world. Extremely excited about this mock draft, and another reason why I'm extremely excited is because right now, for the first time in years, years I tell you, Michael, we are right next to each other, in Michael's room, not in the studio, still not in the studio, but right next to each other. Recording in the same womb. (laughs) That is the weirdest (laughs) thing you've ever said. Michael, you should open a window. I'm getting mad, like, stuffed in my nose. I don't know if the, the listeners can hear it, but, like, I, I, I feel like I'm in a room with not without a window open. I could open a window if you'd like. Go ahead. Yeah, open a window. What is this? I come downstairs, and what kind of a, what kind of a greeting is this? You, I get a box. I welcomed him with snacks, with pastries. Snacks? Pastries? Where? He's lying. <laughs> Look, Michael's trying not to move because he can't move the mic. So usually we have like mic stands in the studio, but he's holding it in his hand. And if he moves it, it makes noise. So he's trying not to move it. And he just almost like died when he said that because he knows he's a liar. There's no pastries here because I'm lactose intolerant. If he did offer me pastries, that would be rude. I also really need to go shopping. Like, oh, here's these wonderful treats that you can't eat here in front of you. They, don't they smell have- good? In the fridge, we have a vegan and dairy-free brownie, but you don't even like chocolate. I don't. Chocolate is gross. So you can't even indulge in that. Isn't that crazy? Because I I remember when I was a kid, I used to tell people I don't like chocolate, and they would be like, what do you mean? Yeah, it's stupid. Are you allergic? I'm like, no, I don't like chocolate. They're like, what? What?" And then then I'd have to engage in a five-minute conversation about how I don't like the taste of chocolate. So I just started telling people that I was allergic to chocolate. And everyone's like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, wow, this is so much easier. That's stupid too. My whole my whole high school class thinks I'm allergic to chocolate. If if you if you randomly quiz them about my uh, eating habits, that's what they'll tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna reach out to your class, your graduating class. My graduating class was lame, bro. They uh they couldn't even get a reunion together. There wasn't enough people down. When is my high school reunion? When what? did I graduate? Like eight years ago. Should be coming up in a couple of years. Is that? I don't even know if that's like a, a thing. Our school doesn't do it. Yeah. Which who why oh yeah, why would you why would you throw a ten year reunion for your 
for your class, right? You right? Why, why would you do that? Maybe because Asshole our school. graduating class like a thousand kids. Yeah, it was. It was a thousand people. We we went to a big New York public school. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was quite it was quite the experience there. I, I once, I once no, I once sat on the uh, the window. This is not my story. I once sat on a windowsill because I was a dickhead kid. But my brother Johnny once sat in the on the windowsill of his class because there were so many kids in the class they ran out of desks. And he sat on the windowsill, and that was his seat. And he had trouble paying attention because all he would do was stare outside and see the people that were walking up and down. That's terrible. All right. So, with that being said, it's time, bro. We are in We are in the deep offseason. Like, this is the time where even the NFL is like, we need a break. These are the guys that work forever, all day, every day. They're even on summer vacation right now. So, does that mean you should be on summer vacation? No! It doesn't. It means you're here with us, the Broto Fantasy Football Podcast, because we care, and that's why we take home championships. And that's why, if you want to help us in this endeavor, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the place to do that, and tons extras. We got Jeopardy um, coming up on the Patreon pod yeah, this we week. Do. Everyone's favorite, Jeopardy, uh, and Jason's going to be on that one, so... If you want access to that pod, patreon.com, for as little as $3 a month. That's like, I, I went to Starbucks today for the first time. I never go to Starbucks. I went to Starbucks and I got a like a kiwi lime, kiwi drink and a and a banana. It cost me $7. Seven. Juices are expensive, man. No, nah, it wasn't even a juice. It was just like, it was like a green tea with some kiwis in it. Where? In, in the city. I was on the I was on the, I was on the way back from the OBGYN, which by the way, um, for you alone, <laughs> you had a visit with OBGYN. Yeah, if if I don't uh, if if you don't see me, it's because uh, God willing, I'm I'm, I'm on uh, paternity leave coming up, uh, expecting, um, as I've told everyone on the pod already, as some of you know. So, um, God willing, in a couple of weeks, it's just gonna be uh, I'm gonna be on dad mode, so I'll still be listening. And I'll still be learning, and I'll still be consuming, but I probably won't be on that many pods. Um, so, we got to get some knowledge out there, and the best way to get some knowledge out there is with mock drafts. Mock it up. Michael's not even paying attention to me. He's like, mock it up, lock it up. J- Tim, shut the up, shut the, shut the up, man. Yeah, yeah, you do it much better than me. Michael does that in real life. Like, we'll be in the middle of conversation. He goes, shut the. Oh, he just like censor himself. Yeah, very nice of you. Thanks. So I have to listen to the vulgarness. Exactly. <laughs> so the way we're doing this is a twelve-team half PPR snake draft. Um, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, and just for schnitz and gaggles, uh, one kicker and one defense. Oh yeah. Michael will be picking at the twelve. Turn. Turn him in. I'll be picking at the four slot. Four. My favorite slot last year, but not my favorite slot this year. And we'll talk about it uh, in a little bit. So, what do you say, Mike? Let's do it. Um, I didn't finish my thought before. Let me just finish my thought. Patreon.com slash Brutal Fantasy is where you could uh, uh, help us uh, help us and get the, the extra show. All right. Are you ready, Michael? Always. Let's do this. Uh, we're using the Sleeper app, by the way. Uh, sleeper... Is our go-to, you know, people for this kind of stuff. All right. So without any 
surprise, Christian McCaffrey, despite his injury woes last year, goes with the first overall pick. Not a surprise. He was great even when he was uh, when he was on the field last year. And who knows? He has a better quarterback this year. It, it could be it could be spectacular for CMC this year. Dalvin Cook is the obvious one or two. And then team three goes. Team three goes Devontae Adams, which is interesting because for me, taking a wide receiver this early is kind of is definitely not where I'm going. That's not that's not what I'm trying especially to do. Especially with the A Rod news. Yeah, especially with the A-Rod news. So, Team 3, taking risks, living dangerously. So, this leaves me with some question marks. This is not the type of draft that it was last year where I love this pick, number 4, because I was 100% certain about Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara is definitely in the conversation for me here. Um, I don't know who his quarterback is at this point. So, I think that worries me. To an extent. But at the same time, Alvin Kamara is the number two receiver on this team. And he's the number one receiver if Michael Thomas goes down, which he went down last year. So Alvin Kamara is definitely deserving of the fourth overall pick. And then you have Derrick Henry. He is uh, third in ADP. So he's the third player overall in ADP. Always a little concerned about him not catching the ball. Obviously, that didn't matter last year. Uh, Concerned about whether he's breaking down. I mentioned there's that yard threshold. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I have in my notes that I will mention numerous times going forward. But um, I think it's 1,500 yards. He's over a season away from getting there. So, I mean, I'm sorry, 1,500 attempts, not 1,500 yards. So he's over a season away from getting there. So Derrick Henry is in play here. One guy who I don't think is in play, and I want your opinion on this, Michael, is Saquon Barkley. There's just a lot of question marks surrounding Saquon Barkley, and this is his second year in a row where he either underperformed and then had the and had the injury last year, obviously. He PFF ranked the Giants offensive line. Do you know where they ranked him going into the year? Last. Dead last. In the league. Dead last. It's okay. They got Kenny Galladay. That's what I'm saying. Like, they have a lot of window dressing. They got Kenny Galladay. Daniel Jones, as Michael pointed out, threw interceptions in more games than he threw touchdowns last year. Yuck. For me, if I'm looking at the Giants, I think the Giants are closer to the first pick than they are the playoffs. If I, I look at that team as a whole. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super high on the Giants by any means. So... Are you expecting a running back to go crazy out of that offense? Even if he is the most talented. Are you expecting anything crazy like that? I think there's just too much stacked on Saquon Barkley's plate for me to take him here. Yeah, he's coming off the ACL injury. The Giants already said they're going to try to ease him in, which is concerning as well. It's just, I don't know, what the way running backs are these days, where even guys like Aaron Jones, who put up top five numbers, see 60% of the snaps. Parkley doesn't need to be an absolute stud, 80% of snap workhorse guy. Like, he could see 50% of snaps the first several weeks, but still get 12 to 17 touches and put in work or break out a long run. So I I understand taking Saquon Barkley in the first because of the tantalizing skill set. It really depends who's available. In a half PPR league, like you said, 
it's tough for me to choose Barkley over someone like Derrick Henry, who you know is just going to be a super, a super beast. You, what makes you think that Saquon's not going to be a workhorse though? Well, I'm saying the Giants said they're going to ease him in. So okay. I'm saying even if it starts the beginning of the year where he's not getting like a full workload, he could still be productive. And these days, more and more, we see um, the the running back by committees happening. So it's really like, and I think people are underestimating the 17 game season impact on running backs. Like if it's a 70, 30 split in the backfield from 2020, I wouldn't be shocked if it becomes more of like a 65, 35 split this year, because they got to keep their guys ready to go for the playoffs. And, And an extra game for a running back is no joke. That's a whole lot of, that's an extra 20 carries, an extra five receptions, depending on who the running back is. So I think it's going to be even more of a headache with running back by committees this year because of the extra game. And because of that, I think that's why I'm, I'm leading Alvin Kamara. That's a really great point, Michael. And I think Alvin Kamara he just has that built-in passing game work where even if he's not on the field and Latavius Murray's on the field, um, that's okay because Alvin Kamara is going to be the pass catching back. Um also in the conversation, I think here is Jonathan Taylor. And if I had maybe the fifth pick, if if Alvin Kamara's off the board, I think it's Derrick Henry, and then I think it's Jonathan Taylor right after Kamara. So I'm gonna go with Kamara here. That's gonna be my pick. Um, if I could figure out how to pick him, that would be phenomenal. Hey, there it is. I finally figured it out. So Kamara. Obviously, I think Derrick Henry goes next, and then Saquon goes to Team Six over guys like Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. I know we just talked about Saquon, but what do you think about that? Do you think that you would take him over Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb? Jonathan Taylor's iffy, Nick Chubb, yes. Um, Nick Chubb is someone I think is overdrafted. I wouldn't touch Nick Chubb in the first round when he has Kareem Hunt behind him. Like, Nick Chubb doesn't really work in the passing game. I understand he's a ridiculously good running back, but he's basically what you what you want from Derrick Henry, except Derrick Henry does it better. In terms of fantasy points, because he's gonna, there he's basically that type of player where you just need the rushing yards and the rushing touchdowns. So I wouldn't take someone like that in the first round. Um, Taylor's interesting. I feel like I'd take Barkley over a Taylor too, though, just because Taylor has his own question marks. Naheem Hines, uh, Marlon Mack returning, and we've seen that the Colts are adamant about getting Marlon Mack on the field for whatever reason when he's healthy, and now he is healthy again. And people just forget that Jonathan Taylor wasn't this super stud the entire season. Like, through the first 10 games last year, he was a super normal player. He His rushing yards over expected got down to minus 80, I think it was. Minus 80 at one point. That means he was negative 80 rushing yards less than expected from an average running back. Obviously, his shot way up at the end of the season, but that's also facing Green Bay, Houston twice, Las Vegas... Like, this is not a guy who dominated the entire season. And it's just, I'm a little scared that people are buying too much into the stock of Jonathan Taylor after the great ending to the season and not really paying enough attention to the first 10 games of the season. It's also interesting, too, because Zeke goes to Team 11 after Tyreek Hill goes to Team 9 and Stefan Diggs goes to Team 10. So, Zeke... Like, what did you see from him last year that makes you think that he's not going to be the player that you drafted 103 last year? 
uh, he wasn't as good. Yeah, but Dak was Dak wasn't there. Yeah, Dak wasn't there. Tony Pollard also took a step up. But again, this is a with the seventeen game season. Even if Tony Pollard steals some work, it's still going to be Zeke as the lead guy. So I do think Zeke makes sense as a first round pick, and he's typically top three over the last several seasons. And now you don't have to pay that price anymore. All right, Michael, you're up. You're at the turn here. What are yeah. you going to do? So I'm going to go wide receiver running back here, 100%. Um, I'm not going to start with two RBs. I never really like to do that. I did that last year, and my team paid for it because it's just not how I typically do things. Um, I'm typically a zero wide RB slash early RB and then stack up wide receivers type of guy, and that's what I'm going to go with here. If you play best ball, it's actually the most winningest strategy if you look at best ball win rates. either You either go running back – Running back or running back and then a whole bunch of wide receivers. But running back and then a whole bunch of wide receivers has a slightly higher win rate than the running back, running back start um, for all you best ball players out there. But, yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, Austin Eckler here, who I think has some potential to have a career year. He has a second year, Justin Herbert. He has a newly um, improved offensive line. He has a new head coach, see you later, Anthony Lynn. And he's just a stud. And they didn't bring in anyone else. They still have Josh Kelly, who after what looked like was going to be a very good running back after week one and week two last year, really just did nothing. And then Justin Jackson, who has the same role every single year and never really does anything with it. So I think Austin Eckler really has a shot this year to uh, to be a very, very solid player. And then uh, the wide receivers are tough. I could choose between DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, uh, Calvin Ridley, and half PPR. The touchdown totals are more important when it comes to um projecting players no more important than than full ppr than full ppr yeah um in full ppr deandre hopkins would probably be my pick because he's gonna get 100 plus receptions likely instead of a guy like aj brown who's probably gonna get 70 receptions but we're having some fun on a mock draft too so i'm gonna go aj brown mr uh mr true throw value extraordinaire so, Tim, you have to unpause me so I can make my selections, please. <laughs> Wait, I have a feeling that you're going to have to do that a couple times today. Yep. So, A.J. I love, Brown. I love the pick. And if this was real life, I probably would have went DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not going to lie to you. But since it's a mock, I'm going to have some fun and go with A.J. Brown. And then Austin Eckler. So, Austin Eckler, interesting because um, there were some com- – particularly Aaron Jones was still on the board. Why Austin Eckler over Aaron Jones? Is it because of the – the fears that you have with um yeah if i knew for sure that aaron rodgers was going to be the quarterback of the packers i'd take aaron jones here he gets underdrafted basically every year last year he was underdrafted and he was a second round pick he ended up being a top 10 player so yeah um i would have taken aaron jones here if i knew that aaron rodgers was going to be his quarterback but right now you don't know that and if it's going to be jordan love you it it obviously hinders Jones. I mean, but Jones is also just a very, very good running back. I mean, he was number one in the league in rushing yards over expected last year, slightly over Derrick Henry. So he's someone that you should not um, should not forget about when it comes to drafter running backs this year. After Eckler goes DeAndre Hopkins. Cam Akers goes next. Interesting with Cam Akers, man, because Cam Akers, is he a workhorse? Or is he splitting? Or is he splitting the backfield? Yeah, Daryl Henderson. That's was, the question. Was better than people want him to be. Yeah. Last year, but Akers absolutely took over when it came 
end of the season slash playoff time. So if that continues Henderson into this was hurt, year, though. yeah. But if it continues into this year, you're, you're likely gonna have a stud on your team. Um, it's tough. I'm not. I'm not super sold on Cam Akers at the moment at ADP, which is why I've done a few best balls and I've done a few mocks, and Cam Akers doesn't seem to end up on my team very often. Sleeper is really good at like throwing shocks in there every once in a while, like surprises. And there's definitely a surprise here. George Kittle is the first tight end off the board. It it, it goes Eckler, Michael picked Eckler to lead off the second round. Then DeAndre Hopkins, Cam Akers, Aaron Jones, DK Metcalf goes next, and then George Kittle, Calvin Ridley goes um, with for Team Six, and Team Five takes Travis Kelsey. So I would have definitely been considering Trick Kelsey there had you he know, dropped to me. I, I work for uh, the FFPC as I've stated several times in the past. So I'm used to seeing those draft boards at this time of the year. I just assume Travis Kelsey was taken in the top five because it's always like that in FFPC leagues. I would have highly, highly considered Travis Kelsey instead of A.J. Brown at the turn there if I wasn't an idiot and realized that he was still available. So you would have taken Eckler and Kelsey over Brown and Kelsey? Yeah. All right. Well, too late. You're an idiot. (laughs) All right. So I have a... A conundrum here because the way that I usually draft is that I like to have two running backs right off the bat. I like to have two guys who I consider workhorses who I think could have workhorse type roles. The reason why I like having two workhorse running backs is very simple. Number one, the wide receiver depth in the NFL is very, very deep right now. And I feel like I'd rather... I'd rather have two strong running backs over two strong receivers because I can get a receiver later on. I can get a receiver. See, that's every. That's, that's like a fallacy. What do you mean a fallacy? I've literally world, done it every season. Every season, it, it never fails. I never go into the season, you have to season with a wide receiver hit. three. You have to hit have on to later hit. on wide receivers. Same thing with running backs. No, no, if you, you wait to... and you hit on a later no. running back, then it works out. I don't even think you need to hit because I think there's gonna there's going to be a waiver wire guy in week two that's gonna be a, a major contributor. There always is. You just have to play the wire correctly. That's the key. The wire. You have to play the wire. You that's... ever watch the wire? I did. Season I hear one it's tremendous. Good. Season one was very good. Uh, season two, I did not enjoy that much, and I kind of lost interest. I may be mistaken, but I think I remember people saying season two wasn't the best, but then it gets yeah, like it, even better than season one. That's what I I've heard, and, and, and then I, it picks back up season three. Um, but I need to right now. Uh, right now it's not in the cards, but maybe one day. All I right, just, I just thought real quick though. I just thought about you ever you've seen Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids is an I OD underrated movie. I, I was thinking about when the dude goes. I do a great impression of Omar from the HBO's programming The Wire. That's what <laughs> I thought of when you said The Wire right there. All right, so I have a decision to make here because usually I would go with a running back here. The running backs that are available though: Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Najee Harris, Chris Carson, David Montgomery. I am comfortable. Oh, and Joe Mixon at the top, who I just completely ignore, not even in the conversation. I don't want any Joe Mixon. So I know someone's going to take Joe Mixon between here and the next one. So that's one free thing I don't have to worry about. I am cool with my RB2 being either Gibson, Swift, CEH, Najee Harris or Chris Carson. 
I'm cool with all of those possibilities. So because I'm cool with all those possibilities, I'm going to venture out because Ooh. one possibility that I really want is my son is on the board. My child, my man. One of the reasons that I'm telling you not to draft a, a wide receiver because this is one of the guys that I picked up and who made a big difference for me as my wide receiver three because there's depth on the wire. And that's Justin Jefferson coming off his rookie year. Um, go to BrotoFantasy.com or the Broto Fantasy app if you want to see my uh, article about Justin Jefferson and why he should be on your dynasty targets lists uh, right now and forever. He is he is my guy. Forever and ever and ever. So let's see let's see what happens. So Justin Jefferson goes. Then Michael Thomas goes next to team three. Joe Mixon goes to team two. Antonio Gibson is the last for two twelve. With the three oh one goes Allen Robinson. Three oh three two is Terry McLaurin. Interesting that Terry McLaurin has gotten that high. Um I, I love Terry McLaurin this year, but it seems as though everyone else does as well. And that could uh, cause issues for him being on my team. And DeAndre Swift goes after that. So I'm sitting here with Alvin Kamara and Justin Jefferson. And these running backs that I like are still on the board. Now here's the three options that I can go Played with. Played it well, sire. I can go with CEH, who I'm a, I'm a believer in CEH for this reason. If he wasn't being drafted so high last year... The narrative around CEH would be young player who finished as an RB thir- who finished RB thirteen overall in a great offense with a great quarterback and a great offensive coach who was going to get him the ball in free space goes off a pretty good rookie year and is looking to get better in year two, but his ADP was six overall last year, so the narrative around him is bust ass running back is a bust ass buster. And that's why he's in the third round right Buster now. Buster So I can count on the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire next one, next step. Najee Harris, is he that rookie this year? That rookie who takes it to the next level, that Saquon Barkley-type rookie? Or do I go with the wily veteran, the presence that I know will be there all the time in Chris Carson? I know who I'm taking here, Tim. Who would you take if you were me? Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Interesting. Why? Because the Steelers are a dumb franchise. Whoa. Whoa, who, whoa, 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 whoa. Instead of moving on from their clearly declining super old quarterback, decided they were just going to draft a running back in the first round instead to try to get back to the Le'Veon Bell glory days and think that adding Najee Harris to their team is going to help them. So now they're just going to work Najee Harris OD and it's going to result in fantasy points. And Najee Harris is just a good prospect and a good player. You're, it doesn't concern you that he's 23 years old? I mean, it's a little concerning, but not for his rookie season, I don't think. Like, I think they're going to work him OD. I mean, even just think back to Trent Richardson, who fizzled out of the league after, like, two years. He was worked a ton as a rookie just yeah. because he had to be. He was a first-round pick, and they weren't going to just give up on him. Michael, you're kind of talking me into Najee. I was going to go with CEH. Talking me into Najee, though. I mean, it's not like I, I don't think they're super far apart, but I'd rather, at this point, I'd rather take the shot on Najee Harris. All right, I'm going to go with Najee Harris. I think uh, that makes Show me, me what you got, what you got, Najee. That that makes me feel good. That makes me feel like, uh, you know, this is my first mock draft in a while. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been uh, I've been consuming a lot of mock drafts from other people, but I haven't been participating because I think it's it's just not something I'm doing right now because the 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 ADPs are just a little off from what they're gonna be. So I'm not doing them right now. But that doesn't mean it's they're not valuable to do. About time. Tim was trying to figure out how to unpause and make a damn pick. Yeah, that's exactly what was happening. <laughs> um, all right. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire goes next. Uh Hilaire, I should say. Miles Sanders goes after that with the three oh six. Patrick Mahomes, first quarterback off the board. Team seven looking interesting. Jonathan Taylor, George Kittle, and Pat Mahomes. Um Keenan Allen goes with the three eight. J.K. Dobbins with the three nine. Darren Waller with the three ten. Good pick there. And then Josh Allen with the 311. Uh, interesting. I was hoping that Josh Allen would fall to me in the fourth round, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Michael, you're on the board. What do you got? Yeah, I would have taken Darren Waller here for sure. I think it's a clear tight end, too, behind Kelsey. Um, Kittle going first is dumb. Stupid sleeper auto drafter. Stupid ass. <laughs> um, now I'm not going to take a tight end, obviously. Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts and company. Um, I'm not going to take them yet. The running back position, Chris Carson's available. Carson is a good value here, I'm not going to lie. That's he's, a great value here. He's the only person I'd consider out of the bunch. I'm not a Montgomery fan. I'm not a Josh Jacobs fan. Quarterbacks have stuck out to me as I've begun doing drafts and mock drafts and such. I thought Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, I thought all these guys were going to be gone in like the third, fourth round. But Murray and Lamar Jackson are consistently falling into the fifth round from what I've seen, which, and I'm not even a QB early guy, it, that just seems crazy. Like, I'm taking Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson in the fifth round if they're there. It's so it's such a good value. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray last year, before he got, people forget that he got hurt and that, um, that hindered his fantasy uh, output. Well, he was on pace to have the highest scoring season ever. And now he gets a, he's another year older, another year in the system. They drafted Rondell Moore to try to get him more weapons. They brought in James Conner. Like, I don't know. I'm taking Kyler Murray all day in the fifth round, but I'm not going to do that here. Um, I really wish Darren Waller fell, but he did not. I drafted A.J. Brown, so I don't want to pair him up with Julio Jones. It's not like this is a uh, a best ball draft or something like that where you're, I'm not going to go for that big of a stack. I'm going to go with someone who I think has absolute superstar potential and I think is the player to take instead of the other player on his team. Talking about CeeDee Lamb. Interesting. Over Amari Cooper, I'm still not on board, man. Amari Cooper is very good. He's a very solid player, but he's never had a 1,200-yard season. He's never had more than eight touchdowns. He's a very, very good player. He's not a superstar. CeeDee Lamb has superstar potential, and I think he takes that step up this year and becomes a superstar. Interesting. So I'm taking C.D. Lamb here, and I think I'm going to double up on wide receivers. Actually, see, you gotta you got to be able to adjust on the fly. Chris Carson falling to the fourth round is just absurd in it's my absurd. opinion. It's absurd. you got to take him. I was going to say, like, how are you not taking Carson here? Yeah, and I'm not even like a – I typically don't do this, and Carson has dealt with injuries and such, but when he's on the field, he's a locked and loaded RB1, period. So – I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Chris Carson. Bro, I was considering him taking it. I was taking. I was considering taking him at three oh four. AJ Brown, Austin Eckler, CD Lamb, Chris Carson. That's a good ass start, though. That is a good start. That's a good start. Um, all right. After Chris Carson, 
goes Amari Cooper, apparently the number two receiver on the uh, <laughs> on the Cowboys. Robert Woods, Julio Robert Woods, Jones, baby. goes four hundred four. David Montgomery goes four hundred five. Adam Thielen four six. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin four seven and four back eight. To back Buckaroonies. So here is what Who I. Who do you am. prefer of those two, Tim? I prefer Godwin. I'm on the Godwin train. Um, I'm gonna go Evans. I just think he's gonna get the touchdown still. The touchdowns put it over the top for me. Interesting. He. It, it is very obvious that that team goes to Evans in the end zone. Well, he was basically their goal line running back at times right. last year. Right. That two touchdown, two yard, two reception game was amazing. It's one of the reasons why I love Josh Allen so much too. It's like when you're talking about goal line, he's the goal line back too. Yeah. Like with teams that have goal line backs that aren't goal line backs, you got to target those guys. Um, so if I'm looking at a third running back here, I could go Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin. I am really happy that I didn't go wide receiver. Uh, I could have got Keenan Allen. I could have got C.D. Lamb. I could have got Amari Cooper, Julio Jones. For my team, I I would have had Kamara, Jefferson, one of those guys, and then I would have had to go running back here, or I would have had to go seesaw running back, and that just doesn't make me comfortable. One of the biggest reasons why you want two running backs, like I said before, is if one of them goes down, then you still have a workhorse. And I am of the belief that you need a workhorse running back in order to succeed in fantasy football. Period. I don't think you can do this backup running back stuff or this two specialty running back stuff. You need at least one running back that's going to get you 15 to 25 points a game, sometimes give you those explosions. You'd need that in order to be a champion. With that being said, I feel like I have that with with Kamara and Harris. So here's what I'm looking at. At wide receiver. Uh, Kamara Harris. You sound like Kamala Harris. I think you got political <laughs> for a second. Kamala Harris. Uh, the vi- <laughs> there you go. The vice president there. All right. So I got Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk. I am not touching Kenny Galladay this year because I don't believe in Daniel Jones. DJ Moore is interesting here. Uh, I could go DJ Moore. Deontay Johnson, also an interesting pick. For me, staying away from Deontay you Johnson. Could, uh, could dip your toe back into the... Uh QB or tight end pool with two guys that you loved last year. So I'm about to say, I'm about to say, Michael, I'm looking at QBs now. Now I see that Kyler Murray is available in the fourth round. If you're looking, you have to remember, like everyone in draft season has to go with value. Yes. But at the same time, you have to go with who's going to get you the most fantasy points. And Josh Jacobs, Miles Gaskin, we're not even looking at these running backs right now. Um, wide receiver Kenny Galladay might go ham sometimes and DJ Moore might do some stuff and Deontay Johnson's going to get a lot of targets but I had Deontay Johnson last year I don't want to play that he's always injured his his ADP is just too high for me 49th overall I I don't want I I liked him last year where I had him in the 7th round and this year no too, too much Cooper Cup is interesting though I like Cooper Cup a lot and then at tight end I'm not touching Mark Andrews here maybe if he comes back around I might consider him I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Jump around. Um, Which is interesting because I actually have Lamar Jackson ranked above Kyler Murray, but I think I might change that. I think Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray might be the the next guy on my list. So Kyler Murray, join the squad. He gets picked. Kenny Galladay gets picked right after me, followed by DJ Moore, Miles Gaskin, TJ Hawkinson, Kareem Hunt, and Josh Jacobs. So some... The running back's flying off here, which is interesting. You know, I uh, I did an article. I just wrote an article that got some love on Twitter. 
comparing overall finish to points per game finish, and Kareem Hunt was a standout for me because he ended as the RB8 overall. Looking at that on the surface, you're like, oh, what a great season from Kareem Hunt. But he was RB20 in points per game. We saw when Nick Chubb went down, ranked him as a top five running back. He just wasn't producing like that. He kind of disappointed when it was his time to shine. When Chubb was there, he got his work. He did his thing. He was a consistent contributor, but he never really won you a week. He never really had that explosion-type game. He had one or two games, I think, where he scored like a game where it wasn't just a consistent 10-15 to 15 type output. So Kareem Hunt is someone I'm really shying away from this time uh, this year when I was more on board with him last year just because I... I want to go for more upside rather than like the safe f- floor that he provides. I agree. Um, um, I was also more on Hunt. Hunt and Jacobs last year was a pair that I paired together a lot in a lot of drafts. And my Yahoo profile suffered because <laughs> of some of those teams. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't good when I did that. So like I'm, I'm staying away from both those guys this year, but Josh Jacobs at five, five Oh three is kind of a, Kind of a, a little bit of a deal, but I, that's that's not. I'm not going down <laughs> that path. So I think wide receiver is where I'm going here. I could take Mark Andrews. It would be something to take Mark Andrews here because if you look at the wide receivers, when I come back, Juju, Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel, Brandon Cooks, Jamar Chase, Jerry Judy. I just think. I need a wide receiver too that's going to connect, and I like some of these later tight ends compared to Mark Andrews. Um, one guy, hopefully, I'll talk about is Robert Tunyon. Robert Tunyon gets this super bad rap that he was only good because of touchdowns last year. If you go to the Broto app and you look at his player card, do you know what his points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns, was last year in terms of tight ends? I believe it was sixth. Sixth overall. Yep. Sixth. He was the sixth best quarterback, excluding tight ends. I mean, excluding touchdowns. Then you add touchdowns. Anyway, I'll talk about him later if I get a chance to <laughs> to uh, do that. But I think I'm going to go Cooper Cup here. I think that Matthew Stafford is going to pepper Cooper Cup with targets the same way he always peppers his slot receivers throughout his, throughout his time. So I'm going to go Cooper Cup over Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, and guys like that. And I'm adding him as the wide receiver two on the squad. So I'm looking at Alvin Kamara, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, Kyler Murray, Cooper Cup. I'm liking it. I'm paying, I'm paying. Deontay Johnson goes next. Mark Andrews, Melvin Gordon, Chase Edmonds. Interesting. Right now, a, a, a RB1 that you can get at the 508. Very interesting. Tyler Lockett, Dak Prescott, and Odell Beckham go next. That leaves you, Michael. Michael, you have A.J. Brown, Austin Eckler, C.D. Lamb, and Chris Carson on the squad. Who are you looking at here? Yeah, if one of the... Uh, um, Wow, one of them did fall. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I was going to say, yo, how do you not take Lamar Jackson here? This is ridiculous. Yeah, this is what I was talking about with the... Uh, if I were... No, actually, Michael, do you know what you should do? My bad to, to cut you off. You shouldn't take Lamar Jackson. Because what I would do if I was you in this, you should take someone else first to make him your 5'12", and then you could take Lamar Jackson in the sixth round, and then when he balls, you can be like, and I drafted him in the sixth round. This is why I keep you around. <laughs> I'm always ready to talk to, to 
to maximize my ability to talk shit to someone. Always. Yeah, this is what I was talking about in my article, too. A different <laughs> article about stra- uh, strategy of drafting. Treating it like value-based rather than players that you like. The value here in Lamar Jackson is way too much to pass up on him. But I'm going to take him at the 6.1 because, like yeah. Tim said, a 6th-round Lamar Jackson is better than a 5th-round Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and I'm going to get real spicy here. Ooh, so. I, can, I guess, can I guess from – let's see. We got Ayuk, T. Higgins, Corlin Sutton, Chase Claypool as the next wide receivers. We got Travis Etienne. I know Michael's Etienne, not going to I would have taken if right I didn't now. take Carson. Interesting. I know this Michael's is a very not good going spot for Etienne. Right Michael, I think that you are going to go with just make a guess. Eight T- seconds. T. Higgins or Cortland Sutton. Kyle Pitts. Kyle, ew, ew, gross. That's right. Disgusting. That is gross. You disgust me. I'm aboard the Kyle Pitts train, man. They man, traded away Julio here, Jones. This guy, Michael, guys, just so you know, Michael traded up to get Kyle Pitts in his in his French in his uh, dynasty league, the Brodo Dynasty League. Uh, I don't know if that's if that's hampering your brain at all, but you just took a rookie, fucking. Tight end. I did at in the fifth round. It completely negates it's fully expected the shit talk. It's fully expected that he's gonna draft not just Lamar. Be, draft Lamar so we can go forward. That he's not guy. just gonna be a normal tight angry. end. He's gonna be out wide. He's gonna be super involved in the passing game. He has Matt Ryan, who's gonna lead the league in pass attempts again. Probably. I'm taking the shot on him, man. <sighs> if you want my thoughts, especially when I got Chris Carson in the fourth, Lamar Jackson in the sixth. If you want my thoughts on Kyle Pitts, they are widely available. Just putting that out there. All right. With that being said, Lamar Jackson goes next. Travis Etienne goes after that. Brandon Ayuk, Ronald Jones. I was hoping Ayuk fell. Pipe dream. Ronald Jones goes next. Interesting Ronald Jones. I mean, Leonard Fournette's still there. They, they've shown so many times that they have no interest in making Ronald Jones the main guy, so I, I, I don't know if I could take him in the sixth round. T. Higgins goes next, followed by Raheem Mostert, and then uh, two quarterbacks in a row. Russell Wilson goes, and then Aaron Rodgers goes with the 608. Aaron Rodgers' ADP is going to be Rogers, interesting to see. discount double check. All right, so right now on the squad, I got my quarterback, Kyler Murray. I got two running backs, Kamara and Najee Harris. I got two wide receivers, Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup. Usually that would be my starting lineup. For most leagues, but we got a flex, and we also have another wide receiver. So I could look at tight end. I could look at Dallas Goddard here. Nah, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm looking back. I'm super happy I got Kyler Murray because the quarterbacks that we got here, I, I mean, besides Ryan Tannehill, I'm not trying to touch. Is Herbert still available? I mean, I like Justin Herbert. And Jalen Hurts has a lot of rushing potential. I mean, you're gonna you haven't drafted a quarterback yet. I just drafted. Oh Lamar yeah, you Jackson did. Guy. So we're not. Oh, we're not gonna be drafting a late quarterback. So we're not gonna be talking nope. about those guys that much. Um, the running backs: James Robinson, David Johnson, Damian Harris, Mike Davis, Leonard Fournette, Zach Moss, Kenyon Drake, James Conner. I think the only one out of these guys that I'd consider is Mike Davis. Right now, looks like the starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, this is good value here for him. But I see some other good values out there. Cortland Sutton. How do you feel about him coming back from an injury? Chase Claypool, DJ Chark. I'm not a uh, I'm I don't think I'm going to be rostering many 
pass catchers on the uh, on that team this year, man, the Denver Broncos. It's either Drew Locke and his bum-ass quarterback self or glorified backup Teddy Bridgewater, man. And I don't, they're going to have big games. They're going to have good games, but I don't know. It's going to be hard. Hard to trust those guys, especially now that they have Sutton, Judy, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Noah Fant. There's only so many mouths you can feed when you don't have a very good quarterback play. I'm about to play the system. You ready? Oh, boy. Um, So you were just mentioning how you're not going to go with Broncos pass catchers. I think my pick here is going to be Noah Fant. Hey, oh. Here's why. If Noah I look Fant. at the teams in front of me, I see that Team 3 has DeAndre Swift and Josh Jacobs. I see Team 2 has Cook, Mixon, and Hunt. Team 1 has Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, and Miles Gaskin. So it's a, it's fair to say that these guys are not going to be picking running backs. Besides, maybe Team 3 needs one running back. Playing the board, I like it. James Robinson, David Johnson, Damian Harris, all in front of the guy that I like, Mike Davis. So I'm going to take a shot here. I'm going to play this board. And I'm going to see how, how it turns out for me. I'm going to draft Noah Fant here. Although, if this board was different and they were running back needy, I would take um I would take who am I looking at? Uh Mike Davis. I would take Mike Davis here. But I'm not going to. I'm going to take Fant and then I'm going to see if Mike Davis falls to me. So let's find out. Um taking Fant right now. Let's see. Will Fuller, Robinson, Juju Smith Schuster, Cortland Sutton, Chase Claypool, and Zach Moss. Zach Moss goes next, which means I played the board correctly. Your boy won. And now I get Mike Davis, the running back that I wanted. Zach at Moss my has next to be like the ugliest pick. pick I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, look, is there is it for sure one hundred percent that Zach Moss is not going to be good this year? I don't think that there's it's one hundred percent that Zach Moss is not going to be good this year. But I will say this: um, I think that he's not going to get touchdowns because they already have a goal line running back, and that goal line running back's name is. Go ahead, Michael, say it. You say it. Josh Allen. <laughs> we already said it. Yeah, I know, but it makes you, it gives you so much joy. Uh, <laughs> all right. So after my Mike Davis pick, which, by the way, my team looking right now, which I have a starting lineup at this point, Alvin Kamara, Josh – oh, no, I don't. I still need a wide receiver. Alvin Kamara, Josh Jefferson, uh, Justin, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, Kyler Murray, Cooper Cup, Noah Fant, and Mike Davis. Um. I'm liking my team so far. It's not my favorite team, but I, I like it so far. Um, so after I take Fant, after I play the board, I mean, Davis goes David Johnson. Yuck. DJ Chark. Yeah, yet to be determined. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Leonard Fournette, Dallas Goddard, Damian Harris, and Kenyon Drake. Boy, so, is this an ugly round. Yeah, this is... It, the middle rounds are kind of chock full of ugly right now not if you know how to draft Ah, (laughs) all right michael so tell us how to draft you got aj brown austin eckler cd lamb chris carson kyle pitts and lamar jackson if you're looking to complete your starting lineup you are missing a wide receiver are you going to look to do that or are you going to build some depth which is crazy because i'm never missing a wide receiver honestly if i could start this draft like this in every draft boy i'd make a whole lot of money this year i'm going with jamar chase Oh, boy. Jamar Chase is a, is a great pick there. Yeah, this is way too late for Jamar Chase. Sleeper got to pick its game up if it wants to be in the mock game. Jamar Chase should not be going that late. So I'm taking Jamar Chase at 7.12 here because, look, even if I'm I'm on the 
Bengals are beasts, bandwagons, uh, bandwagon at the wide receiver position. T. Higgins can eat. Jamar Chase can eat. Tyler Boyd can eat. They're going to throw the ball a ton. So, uh, yeah, give me Jamar Chase here. And then I'm going to go with another rookie opposite of what I was just saying about the Denver wide receivers. They traded up for this guy. He's going to make an impact. Javante Williams. Ooh, Javante Williams. Upside with that uh, with that pick right there. Um, Javante Williams goes next. Let's uh, go to the next pick, which is Brandon Cooks. Goes at the at the eight two. Debo Samuel goes eight three. Justin Herbert eight four. Curtis Samuel. Oh man, great pick there. I wish I would have picked Curtis Samuel. Um, here goes eight five. Tyler Boyd eight six. Jarvis Landry eight seven. Oof, and Jerry Judy run. eight goes eight eight. So I got an interesting thing here. So I got a quarterback in Kyler Murray. I got my two starting running backs, and now I have my flex running back in Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, and Mike Davis. I have my starting tight end in Noah Fant. So I need a wide receiver to fill out my my starters, but I also see the running backs, and I could add some depth there. Um, for the wide receivers, I see Corey Davis. You got twenty seconds of draft, Tim. Hollywood Brown. Oh boy, pause in the draft. This is why. This is why you got to be the commissioner. All right. So I see Corey Davis, Hollywood Brown, Devontae Parker, Lavishka Sunol, Devontae Smith, Michael Gallup, Mike Williams, Antonio Brown. Mike Williams. None of these guys really tickle my fancy to the point where I'm going to go out of my way for them. At running back, though, there are some guys that stand out. James Conner. Can he return to form? Not counting on it. Here's one that sticks out to me. A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon is going to have a role in this offense. I think that's clear. And I think that there is room for him to steal touchdowns from Aaron Jones. So I'm going to pick A.J. Dillon here to add to my running back depth um, and then hope a wide receiver that I like falls to me um, on the way back. Uh, James Conner goes next, followed by Robert Tunyon. Uh, Jalen Hurts with the 8-12. Starting off the ninth round, Tony Pollard, Tom Brady, Naheem Hines. Um, let's continue going here. I still have Corey Davis, LaVisca Chenault, Devontae Parker, Devontae Smith, Mike Williams, Antonio Brown. I might be reaching here, but I'm going to go with Antonio. Uh, no, I'm not. I can't do it. Uh, this is a tough pick for me. Where Who would you go with, Michael? This is a tough pick for me. It's a little tough. I like I probably LaVisca Chenault, probably, of this bunch. No, I'm not, not doing if it. If not, then probably Corey Davis. Yeah, I think I'm going to consider Corey Davis here. I think Corey Davis is being uh, underrated right now because everyone likes to shit on the Jets. Um, I am going to not pick Corey Davis just because Elijah Moore, I think, is someone I'm going to be targeting later on in the draft. I'm going to go with Hollywood Brown here. I'm going to take a, a shot on the upside at my Yuck. wide receiver three because if it... Yuck. Look, this is where I like to take my shots, though, because... He has the ability to excel, and if he doesn't, then whatever. You know? Whatever. Fair enough. All right. Your boy, Michael, Lance Thomas, goes 9-5. Gesicki goes with the sixth pick of the ninth round. Corey Davis with the seventh pick. Irv Smith, 9-8. Devontae Parker, 9-9. Gus Edwards, good pick there. 9-10. Tyler Higby, 9-11. And Michael, that leaves you at the turn. Ninth and tenth round, who are you picking? 
I was looking at Gus Edwards there. I, I I honestly missed Gus Edwards. This is why this is why you practice because you don't want to do this on on draft day and be like, oh, I missed a guy. I would have taken Gus Edwards over Hollywood there. So I'm gonna take Lavisca Chenault here. Okay. Um, I think this is pretty damn late for him, and it's a good, very good value. Urban Meyer offense. Let's see what he could do with Lavisca Chenault. I've I've been uh. I've been saying I'm not going to draft LaVisca Chenault at ADP um, on Twitter. But at this late in the draft, I will take the chance because it's all about ADP, not the player. And then I'm going to go with another rookie running back for fun, Trey Sermon. Ooh, interesting. Why Trey Sermon? I have Sermon? a squad and a half. Why Trey Sermon over a guy like Michael Carter or over a guy like uh, someone like uh, what am I th- yeah, maybe ju- just Michael Carter. <laughs> Trey Sermon because the 49ers um, offense, but it was a toss-up between him and Michael Carter. I'm struggling to figure out which one to grade higher. I also Trey Sermon was also a uh, a higher draft pick, so that gave him a little bit of an edge for me here. Trey Sermon, after that goes Devin Singletary, Latavius Murray, Daryl Henderson, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Tariq Cohen, and Matt Stafford. The true value king goes ten six. His ADP is rising. Um, I heard I heard Jason Moore on the fantasy footballers today. Uh, I was listening to him and he was like, "Oh, you know, no one really is talking about the fact that Ryan Tannehill was the QB two overall after week five, and no one was really excited after drafting him last year, and no one really knows that he's been good for actually two years." And I'm like, "Well, you know who does though? Everyone who listens to this podcast." Um, Word. Shout out to the Truth Over Value King. I'm going with Jamal Williams here. This is a phenomenal value Your for boy. Jamal Williams in the 10th round. He is going to get work, no doubt about it. And he's behind PFF's 10th best offensive line in the league. A running back who will get worked behind a top 10 line. Show me the money, Jamal Williams. Thank you. I will take it. Um, Jonu Smith goes next, followed by Devontae Smith, um, which is a good pick. I would have picked Devontae Smith on the way back. Matt Ryan, Michael Gallup goes next, A.J. Brown, Baker Mayfield. I'm going to tell you, Devontae Smith, bro, have you ever seen his, like, his tape? Like, obviously, you've seen him play, but have you ever, like, really seen him, seen him play, seen him, seen him? The dude balls out. Bro, he is unbelievable. He has a next gear that I don't think anyone else even touches. All right. So some interesting options here. I talked about Michael Carter already. I have running back depth, though. Right now, Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, Mike Davis, and A.J. Dillon, and Jamal Williams all on the squad. So running back depth is not a problem. I have a quarterback. I have three wide receivers. But I'm looking at Phillip Lindsay here. Do you know what I learned today? It was the most craziest stat of all time. And I... I Thought that when I looked up the stat that Philip Lindsay was going to be in rare company. But at no point did I think the company that he was going to be with would be this rare. Before last season, this I, this should note because last season he got hurt. But he was still on the same path. In multiple seasons, in the regular season, for career game number thir- between number 1 and 31. Someone who had a rushing yards per attempt over 4.8. Rushing TDs over 16. Do you want to hear the names on this list, Michael? Certainly. Eric Dickerson, Clinton Portis, Alvin Kamara, Larry Johnson, Barry Sanders, Chris Johnson, Maurice Jones-Drew, Adrian Peterson, Aaron Jones, 
Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, Philip Lindsay. That's it. Philip Lindsay. Philip, did you hear the names that I just I just said? Eric Dickerson, Adrian Peterson, Larry Johnson, and Barry Sanders, and Chris Johnson and Maurice Jones Drew, and I'm just repeating it now. At that's this point. quite. That's quite the company. That's like. Lie to you. Oh, it's like the best fantasy running backs of all time. So. You're talking about him. He's going to have a chance probably to take that job from David Johnson, and here he is. Um, I do need wide receiver help, and I think Mike Williams is interesting. I know that you said ew, but he's got a good opportunity to succeed here. So I'm going to hope that everyone continues to sleep on Philip Lindsay, and I'm going to take Mike Williams here because I need the wide receiver depth rather than the running back depth. So wide receivers and Philip Lindsay goes next. Damn. Michael Carter goes after that. So two running backs that I kind of wanted but are gone now. Evan Ingram, Rob Gronkowski, and Hunter Henry go in a tight end run. Marvin Jones squeezes in between another tight end, Austin Hooper. Michael, you are on the clock. You picked your tight end already. So who are you going with next? Elijah Moore. Let's go Jets. Damn. Everything that you've heard out of training camp is Elijah Moore is an absolute stud superstar ridiculousness dude yeah it's nuts that's Everything why i'm taking heard. him i mean he remember aj brown has said that he's better than him he's said he's an absolute stud all the reports are saying he's an absolute stud right when he was drafted everyone was like oh the jets got a great pick there great value the dude was a monster in college he seems like he's gonna be a monster in the nfl average one starting point. early with zach wilson averaged 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 150 yards a game last year, Elijah Moore. Great Great pick. And you know what? I'm going to go Jalen Waddell as well. Double tap the rookie wide receivers. Wow, okay. So high upside Top 10 10 pick, Jalen Waddell. J.D. McKissick goes next. Interesting pick there. I'm not touching J.D. McKissick at all this year. Michael Pittman, Jameson Crowder, and Sterling Shepard go with the 12-3, 12-4, and 12-5. Great pick with Michael Pittman. I think there's a lot of uh, upside there. He's... Basically, the number one receiver if T.Y. Hilton continues his his downward slope. Jiminy a cricket, baby. He's basically the number one receiver for Car- for Carson Wentz, so it's interesting there. Um, Rashad Penny goes next. Another interesting pick. Uh, I think he's hurt at the moment. Jalen Rager and James White go next. So I'm looking for depth here. Um, this is where we're getting crazy. This is where we're getting crazy. Um I am taking a backup running back, a handcuff, if you will. Uh, but Michael's favorite strategy, I'm taking another team's backup because uh, that's what I'm doing here. So I am going to be picking bum, 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 Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison with a 12-9. Daryl Mooney, T.Y. Hilton, Blake Jarwin, Tevin Coleman, Cole Komet, and Zach Ertz go next. I like Cole Komet as a late tight end this year. If I'm looking at the wide receivers, I'm in the twelfth. I'm in the thirteenth round at this point, so I'm looking for upside. And I see Henry Ruggs on the board here. I see Nelson Aguilar on the board here. Both of them have upside. Um, John Brown a little upside. Denzel Mims not looking good. Uh, Cole Beasley may retire instead of getting vaccinated. So uh, don't know what's going on with that. I think I'm going to go with with Henry Ruggs here and take some upside, an upside shot at my wide receiver. Nelson Aguilar goes next, followed by John Brown. Ruggs, Aguilar, and John Brown are, are like all in 
are all in the same kind of like boat. Yeah, they are. Slayton, Beasley, Kirk goes seven, eight, nine in the thirteenth round. Ebron, Marlon Mack, Michael, you are on the Clizzy. Yes, I am. Um not taking a backup quarterback because there's no need for that. I don't like any of the running backs. I don't really like any of the tight ends. Bro, what is this? A million receivers. What is this defensive ADP? Washington football team number one, I understand. But Tennessee Titans number two? Yeah, that's odd. I don't know. What? I'm just going to take uh, Washington football team, and then I'm going to take Justin Tucker. Double tap the number ones at both. I like I like the, uh, oh, my God, the kickers are going crazy right now. Interesting. That's I mean, all you got to close with the kicker defense, so. Got to close with a kicker defense, but watch the football team. And then Justin Tucker, Young Hoku, uh, Butker, Lutz, Zerloin, Blankenship, Prater, Sanders. Yeah, it really went all kickers. That's nuts. Jason Sanders was legit like a fantasy MVP last year, low key. Yeah. And people just don't didn't realize. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. Although I, I wonder how it's going to be without Robert Sala. Mason Crosby goes next. Robbie Gold, Jason Myers, then the Raiders defense. Go Raiders. The Raiders. Seahawks and the Giants. All right, fill it out. What? Tim. What is this? Like they, they got defense backwards, yo. Yeah. Like what I, yo. They just drafted the computer just drafted the Raiders, the Seahawks, and the Giants on defense. That's Don't a problem. Ask me. That's a problem. We're gonna have to get in touch with C with uh, sleeper here. All right, and then, uh, so for my kicker, I'm just going to give with a, yeah, let's see. Brandon McManus, thin air. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, this is a problem. Yeah, the Jets' yeah. defense goes next, followed by the Colts, and then the Rams. The Rams' defense is probably someone I should have considered instead of the Niners. Uh, Patriots, Lions, Steelers, and a bunch of other defenses. We won't bore you with the rest of them. And I'm going to end it with a rookie that probably should have been picked, Rashad Bateman. All right. Michael, your team. My team is glorious. At quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Starting running backs, Austin Eckler, Chris Carson. Wide receivers, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase. In the flex, who you put in the flex? Out of Williams, Chenault, Sermon, right Elijah now, Moore, Jalen Waddell. And then Chenault in the flex. Of course. Kyle Pitts, a tight end. Kyle Pitts, a tight end. And the Washington football team and Justin Tucker. For me, Kyler Murray at quarterback, Alvin Kamara and Najee Harris at running back, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Marquise Brown at quarterback. Wide receiver. At, at, at wide receiver. <laughs> Noah Fant at tight end. Mike Davis at the flex. Maybe A.J. Dillon, maybe Jamal Williams, or maybe Mike Williams. Or maybe Henry Ruggs if he, ter- if he turns out. Yeah, I clearly win this one, Tim. No way. My team's way better than yours. That a, come on, man. Yo, my team's better than your team. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's a... I, there's no doubt about it. Uh, San Francisco 49ers and Brandon McManus. Tell us what you think about your team. Tweet at us, at BrotoFantasy.com. Michael, where can they find you? At BrotoFFMike. You can find me at BrotoFFTim. You can find Jason at BrotoFFJason. You can find Cass at BrotoFFCasanova. See what we did there. Um, we're going to be coming at you with an extra episode to support us. Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy to get that episode. Um... What else? What else we got? The app. Download the app. That's it from us. See you. Peace.